be very novel, this trade. <laughs> I thought it would please you, Mr. Holmes. And it isn't the end yet, either. The other bust, in the surgery. Exactly the same, Doctor. Smashed to smithereens in the place where it stood. Dr. Barnacott discovered it the minute he opened the door. And that's the whole story, Mr. Holmes, as far as it goes. Oh, well, it's curious, certainly. Now, Watson, come, pray give us your diagnosis. There are no limits, my dear Holmes, to the possibilities of monomania. A man who'd read deeply about Napoleon, for example, or a man who'd received some hereditary family injury through the Peninsular War, for instance. I mean, a man like that very well might conceive some kind of obsession. Come, 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 my dear Watson. Uh, well, considering how many examples of Napoleon's busts there must be, no amount of monomania would explain why such a promiscuous iconoclast should chance to begin on three examples by the same sculptor. Huh? As I take it, Lestrade, these three are all copies of the same original and all bought at this man Hudson's shop. Every one, Mr. Holmes. Identical. Uh -huh. Why, then, the fellow may have an obsession against the sculptor. Possibly. Yet even if it is madness, there's still method in it. You see, he carefully takes the bus that was in the house outside to smash it because a noise might have wakened the people upstairs. But in the other case, he smashes the bust in the surgery just where it stands. Oh, really, Poo-Poo, that's too trifling, my oh, dear one Holmes. one never knows, you... Watson. One can never be quite sure. Some of my most classic cases have had the least promising beginning. Yes, but you... You'll remember how that dreadful business of the Abernethy family was first brought to my notice by the depth to which the parsley had sunk into the butter on a very hot day. But, Mr. Holmes, Parsley strayed another cigar, my dear fellow, and ring for some whiskey and soda. I have a notion that we may hear more of our friend of the statue. And we did, of course, or there would be no story to tell. Next morning, as we finished breakfast, a telegram arrived from Lestrade himself. Come instantly, 131 Pitt Street, Kensington. With Holmes' usual energy, we did go, instantly. There, we found the railings outside the house all lined by a curious crowd. By George Watson, it must be attempted murder at the very least. There's nothing else will hold the interest of the London messenger boy. There's the train waiting for us, Holmes. Good morning, Inspector. Good morning, gentlemen. Come in, come in. Yeah, it's Napoleon business again, Mr. Holmes. Aha, uh -huh, I guessed as much. What is it this time, Lestrade? Murder, sir. Splendid. Do close the door, my dear Watson. Yeah, yes, yes. This confounded crowd. Uh, this is Mr. Horace Harker, gentlemen, oh. the owner of this house. Mr. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, Mr. Harker. Good morning, sir. How, how, do, you do, how do you do, Mr. Harker's a reporter for the Central Press Syndicate, Mr. Holmes. I've gathered so much already, Lestrade. Well, Mr. Harker, will you kindly tell us exactly what has happened? Well, uh, I'll do my best, sir. It, it, it all seems to centre around a, a bust of Napoleon I, I bought for this very room about, about four months ago. Mm -hmm. Where did you buy it, Mr. Harker? Uh, what? Oh, uh, um, Harding Brothers, you know, a few doors up from, from the High Street Station. I, I don't know what that's got to do with it. Anyway, uh, most of my writing work's done at night, you know. <laughs> Habit of mine. And I, I was sitting upstairs in my den about three o'clock this morning when, when I suddenly heard the most horrible yell from down here. Oh, the most dreadful sound, Mr. Holmes. Plainly news on your own doorstep, Mr. Harker. <laughs> As a reporter, I should have thought you would have welcomed such a diversion. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. I was too unnerved. I don't mind telling you. I see. Anyway, I, I, I pulled myself together a bit and, and I got hold of a poker and, and, and came down. And When I got in here, the window was open, sir. And the first thing I saw was 
that the Napoleon bust had gone from the mantelpiece. Mm, intriguing, most intriguing. I'm sure my monomaniac theory is the only possible one, Holmes. Yes, 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 of course. And the murder, Mr. Harker. Well, I, I, I rushed to the front door and, and threw it open, and, and there, on, on the doorstep... Well? I, I nearly fell over a dead man who was lying there. Good gracious me. Yes, he, he had a great gash in his throat and, and the whole place was swimming in blood. But who was this murdered man? You, you've made inquiries, Lestrade. Of course. And there's nothing to show who he was. We've got the body in the mortuary. You can see it if you want. What does he look like? Tall, thin, sunburnt, poorly dressed. Artisan of some kind, I'd say. Obviously a foreigner. There wasn't any name on his clothing and there was nothing in his pockets except an apple and some string and a shilling map of London and a man's photograph. Here it is, Mr. Holmes. Aha. Uh -huh. Plainly not a picture of the fellow himself, judging by your description. What do you make of this, Watson? Oh, uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Well, somewhat, somewhat simian in type, eh? Yes. Thick eyebrows, you see, Holmes?